T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for NFL Sunday with Super Bowl champion Jermaine Wiggins alongside Andy Gresh and Rich Keefe. NFL Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By the New England Recovery Center in Marlboro, Mass, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. And by Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. We're headed straight towards Red Sox pregame at 12.05. It is NFL Sunday. It is 11.01. Gresh, Keith, and Wiggy here with you. Our buddy Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston will be saddling up alongside of us. Uh, Tom Brady is apparently up to some Twitter tricks again. Oh, Rich Keefe, he over that. never misses an opportunity for a hype video for a game, a season, whatever. There's been some news uh, swirling around the former Patriots quarterback as well. But uh, Divorce pretty- will do that to you. Holy or rumblings of divorce will do God. that to you, I guess. Yikes. Yeah, a lot going on with Tom Brady. And, I, again, the NFC pretty wide open, too. Like, you can you could pick the Bucks because the Rams are the defending champs. They looked awful against right. the Bills. I know it's only one game, but the NFC is sort of a, a weird one on how, like, that's all. To me, got- I, I think it's the Rams and the Bucks at the top of that uh, that conference. And both aren't perfect. Right. Oh, no, they're not. Not by a long shot. And will there be another NFC team that emerges? But it's time to, uh, well, talk about the Patriots and the Dolphins. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. By the way, you can hear Tommy every Tuesday with Gresham Keefe and every Thursday with Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. And Tommy Kern is co-sponsored by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy, it's Gresh, it's Keith, it's Wiggy, and another season is here, friend. How are you? Thank God. Doesn't it seem like forever <laughs> since that Raiders preseason game? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, been a bit. I could not be more excited for the opener. So what is at the top of the excitement list for Tommy Curran today? I think it's the intrigue caused by the offense, because how many times over the course of 20-plus years – have we looked at decisions Bill Belichick's made and said, this ain't going to work. This is a bad idea. And for all the coverage that we've devoted, airtime and digital space to the idea that this offense is going to be stagnant, I have that sneaking suspicion that early in the game, it's going to look pretty flipping good. Because Bill has heard it all. 
Bill knows what everyone thinks, and I'm sure he's got some kind of shut the bleep up ready to unleash early in the game today. So that's what I'm fascinated to see. What What's the concrete retort to all of us? Tom, do you like Mac Jones more than Tua? And if so, is it a big gap? Yeah, I do, 100%. The reason I think that Mac is more sound. You know, Tua, I don't think he's nearly as bad as people believe he is. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I think he'll be an average player, kind of Baker Mayfield-esque, in that he'll have his limitations that people will want to move on from, but he'll also win some games. But with Mac Jones, I think there's really, because of his accuracy, durability, which we have seen, um, especially early last year, and his mental acuity, you're going to have a guy who can do any number of things for your team and always have a high level of capability you can count on. You know, and what's crazy, Tom, is when you say that, statistically, Tua had a better year last year, and I know he played in less games when it came to came to completion percentage. They're really statistically not that far off from each other, but I think a lot of people look at the talent that Tua has around them. There's one interesting thing that you said that I, I want you to kind of get me off the ledge on, right? You said that the, this offense is going to shock us. My thing is, what do they do differently that, I don't know, that maybe they have that we haven't seen or and that shocks us? That's where my biggest, like, head-scratching thing is. I agree. And when I say they're going to surprise us early and have an unexpected level of traction, I don't think it's going to last all day. I think that they'll start hot because they'll have a great plan. I think that they will do things that Miami doesn't expect because Miami can't know what to expect. I think they'll find traction in the running game, have some plays and plays off of those plays early on that really work. Elementary things, but I think that they'll have a high level of execution because they know what they want to do early. That's my belief. But then you'll see Josh Boyer, former Patriots defensive coordinator, say, oh, they're trying this. So let's do this and see how they react. And that's when you'll get into the aspect of the Patriots offense having to transition, communicate, deal with the heat, deal with three and outs if that comes to pass, and get back on the field. And, and you know, they have to stay in contact. But, Wiggy, don't you – I mean, you can inform me, I guess, mm-hmm. in your time with the Patriots, how many times did Bill have something – that you felt so confident in by the time you hit the field. I'm hearing Ramondre Stevenson, Mac Jones, so many players say, this has been a great week of practice. We're so much better. This has been so good for us that I can't help but say, all right, they're probably going to hit the ground running a little bit. See, I just, like, my biggest thing is, okay, if the offensive line is struggling and just based on their personnel, what changes that makes them all of a sudden come out and run the ball well when maybe you look at the Miami's front four and they're pretty good, what do they do different? I just I feel like the lack of maybe personnel that they could be missing. You look at every game. You look at the 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 Buffalo and Rams game. Who's their superstar wide receiver? Goes, you know what? I'm just going to take over this game at the beginning and make some big plays. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's going to be more of a scheme thing, which mm-hmm. is what it always was with Josh. I think, you know, you'd have games where. On paper, the Patriots really just had Edelman, James White, and Tom Brady, which is a lot, Mm -hmm. but nothing else. And they would hit a team with stuff they didn't expect for a long stretch of time. Or they would figure it out mid-game, and those guys would become big components. I'm really thinking of 2019 in this instance, where they start 8-0, and and they really weren't that great a complement of players. 
but they would hit teams early and then taper off. Um, I think you might see a little bit of that today, but eventually the, the biggest question areas, right, are Cole Strange, how he holds up physically if they start to attack him, and the communication and how many people they have to keep in to guard against the Miami Dolphins blitzing package. Tom Kern of NBC Sports Boston with Gresh Keefe and Wiggy here on NFL Sunday. I know that uh, Ian Rappaport had mentioned that, okay, we know Patricia's calling the plays, but there will be heavy influence from Bill <laughs> Belichick. How heavy do you think that influence will be? And, Tommy, for some perspective, we asked Wiggy about, you know, basically when you have a Charlie Weiss, you make suggestions versus, hey, go do this, where it's almost like a direct order. Will we be in the Bill Belichick making direct orders to Matt Patricia's stage of offensive football right out of the jump week one? I think early on it'll be suggestions and collaboration because Bill knows that he's put, even in his comments to, to Dan Shaughnessy and his comments to us, blame me. It's on me. I made the decision. It's ultimately my responsibility. I think he understands that he's put Matt in a position that is very compromised because he doesn't have the experience. No matter how many times Bill Belichick wants to say, this is normal, this is a normal ascendancy, it's not. Whether it was Josh McDaniels or Bill O'Brien or Brian Flores on defense, those people had been groomed to become coordinators. Patricia has not. He is. So, But I believe Bill will give him the latitude so it doesn't look like he's embarrassing him. And we won't know exactly how the communication goes. But if it gets out of hand and Matt's overmatched, I think Bill would try and save him from the criticism by saying, why don't I take care of this here? But I, I just don't think he's going to want Matt embarrassed. Um, I still don't think he'll be overruling him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. we, you guys, we've all experienced him. Mm -hmm. He understands that the guy, his employee in a tough spot. He won't want to embarrass him. So I think that would be the heavy hand or heavy voice that he'll have. He'll yeah. want to make sure that Matt is protected from – Whatever goes on. He's no Bill Parcells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's mentioned a bunch of times, blame me, blame me, blame me. I'm mm -hmm. the head coach. I'm the head coach. All this. That's why nobody else has a title. That's why nobody else all this other stuff. So, okay, if it goes bad, people will blame but me. But I, like, I, I do, I do kind of agree with Gresh, though, Tom, is that later in the game, he will get to the point where he's like, all right, do this, do that, do this. He might not do it, and we might not even notice that. Because in, unless you're right. in, unless you're on the headsets, you wouldn't you wouldn't have a clue. But I think if it does start to go like, man, what's this offensive starting to look like? You'll start to see Bill start holding that play sheet up by his mouth, and you'll yeah. go, "Oh, Bill's calling the plays now." Right? Yeah. What are we thinking here? What are we thinking here? How about we do this then? I mean, what was it? Slants and in cuts. That's the game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he has to go to Matt and say. Davian Howard or, you know, blitzing linebackers, that's the game. You know, figure it out, Matt, and, and operate off of that. But it's not a coincidence that on the day of the game, Ian Rappaport, who does a very good job but certainly is plugged into um, Bill Belichick and the Patriots now as, as he has transitioned from helping local reporters to making sure the national guys have his back. I think that you are looking at <laughs> Ian Rappaport – had to have been told for a reason that Bill would have a heavy hand. And that, again, goes back to Bill wants to make sure that everybody isn't saying, Matt Patricia called the plays, the mm -hmm. Patriots went belly up. He wants everyone to know Matt Patricia, but it was Bill too. So that's why 
We're not going to all just unpile on Bill. And I guarantee you, if the Patriots kick ass today, Belichick will stand at the podium and say, tremendous job by Mac. Excuse me, tremendous job by Mac. Tremendous (laughs) job by Joe. Right. And they will get all the credit. Yeah, coached well. And if they don't, they'll, he'll say, we've got to play better, coach better, the, yeah, whole, right. the whole nine. And it starts with me. And it starts with me. Now, so much attention on the offense. I think rightfully so. I agree with you. It is the biggest story. But defensively, they're going up against maybe the two fastest receivers in the NFL. What's their best way of trying to slow down Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? I would say zone. No five-play drives. No three-play drives. Make them be ten-play drives. So that means you might see a lot given up underneath. Um, so you'll, again, this is a guess by me mm-hmm. as to what they would do based upon what we've seen in the past. You can play zone against Tua, um, because he's not really a threat to run. So, you know, if you play, if you play man against a, a running quarterback, you're turning your back and you don't want that. So you want to play zone against a guy who doesn't run, <clears throat> just sit there and hopefully your pass rush is going to get there. So I would, I would imagine we will see zone early on, especially with the complement of players they have and the speed of those outside receivers. Give them stuff underneath, let them take it, tackle them, make them progress down the field. Well, I would say this. If they do play zone, then we should really be able to see if this O-line is what everybody's been – I mean, excuse me, this D-line is what everybody's saying that they are going to be is the strong point of this defense because you brought it up briefly – they're going to have to make sure they're getting there with a four-man rush if they're playing, you know, seven-man zone behind it. Would you agree that this should be a good test for this defensive line to show us whether or not, hey, they're, they're, they're the strongest point of this Patriots football team? Yeah, in that regard and also in the regard of, you know, Mike McDaniel is a Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco offense-based disciple. And if you remember in 2020 when the – San Francisco 49ers came to New England against Cam Newton. They absolutely ran wild against New England that day. Their running game was impossible to stop. The speed of their running backs um, was difficult for the Patriots to deal with. So that's a big part of what the defensive line has to counter today, too, is can they hold up against the run? Because at times last year, they did not, and the front seven did not. So they're faster, but does that mean they're able to secure, you know, prevent four-yard run after six-yard run after four-yard run. All right, Tommy, what's your lean today in terms of a result? My lean today is a hot start by the Patriots offense, but things bog down as the game goes along, and Miami just kind of overwhelms a little bit with offensive talent and the uncertainty of the Patriots offense and that whole communication and how it operates as the game goes along. Also, the questions on the offensive line end up, kind of hamstringing them, and I think that Miami takes this one by a fairly comfortable margin after coming back from a deficit. Well, there we Ooh, go. There go. All Good right. Breakdowns. Tommy nice. Curran breaking it down. He'll be with uh, Gresham Keefe on uh, Tuesday and Marloni Fourier and Mego on Thursday. TC, thank you, friend. We appreciate it. Enjoy the hell out of this one. All right. Enjoy you too, guys. Thank you, Tom. There we right go. Up. And I'm with Tom Curran. It's like, oh, my God. We're finally here. Like it's yeah. a, but it's the whole let's get a look at this team. Let's get them on the field. Let's sort of figure out what in the world that uh, sure. they could be. It's a huge be. soap opera we've been waiting for. It is. Yep. It really is. The whole league. The part the, one. The whole, not just the Patriots. No, there's a lot of juicy oh. stories around the league. You're right.
Uh, and we will uh, get into them. We'll also get into the Patriots' defense matching up against that uh, Miami offense. Inactives are uh, scheduled to be out at 1130. Kind of have at least an idea of some of the names that might be on the list. We have the Thursday night game to unpack as well. And, of course, your picks coming your way before we hand it off to Red Sox baseball at 1205. It is NFL Sunday. It's Gresh. It's Wiggy. It's Keith. Here is Ethan ready to trend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Or they're just going to go get Jimmy. The Miami Dolphins are hosting the New England Patriots at 1 o'clock. Just looking on the NFL Network right now and seeing some of the warm-ups going on down there in Miami. I didn't realize Tyreek Hill was left-handed. He was throwing yeah. the ball. Yeah, he's left-handed. I didn't realize he was a yeah. lefty. You he's be thrown on a, a couple passes in games. You gotta be on say, alert. Yeah, he might be the best lefty passer they have. Well, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's true. That's well, not and, nice. Well, it might the, be true. Well, the reason that it's a big deal, just mm-hmm. quickly, is because and, and Wiggs, I don't know if you co-sign on this, but most trick plays go left to right because mm-hmm. you have a, a righty thrower. Right. And so they're normally designed for left hash running to the wide mm-hmm. side of the field. But when you have that lefty guy, it kind of adds. That's why it. the Edel pass to um, Amendola. Thank oh, you. All the way around. Well, yeah. to Amendola yeah. to Edelman was so weird because it was a guy who was right-handed mm-hmm. who was lined up to the left side. Right. And the whole, you know, mind games that you and play there. And I think Tyreek Hill has thrown passes before. He's only thrown one. I thought right. it was more. I just looked it up. He threw one and it was picked off. But right. he has thrown oh, one. Well, okay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what so it that's why been, he is like Tua. You know, you know what they might have been? He's had plays designed for him to throw it, but then, and then he, he just runs he it. He just keeps it. Yeah, yeah. It. No, that's true. But, yeah, yeah I, I mean, Tuck he's so explosive. That's oh, my God, he's fast. And you put him with Jalen Waddle and Cedric Wilk- Wilson and Mike Gusecki. Yep. Like, ah. Chase Edmonds out of the backfield. Whew. That's a fast offense. And you know the the great thing about him and see the great thing about him and Jalen Waddle, if you've watched them play at all, is they could take the underneath stuff because they're so good run after catch. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes them. You know where it, it. You know he's not the traditional burner where you go. Okay, all he can do is throw deep passes. You got to throw him fifty yard bombs downfield. No, you throw him a, a tunnel screen or a slant. He takes it. He makes one or two guys miss, and he is so. Shifty the same way uh, Jalen Waddle is, man. Oh, that's the recipe for if Tua can be decent. Yeah, that team could really offensively. Now I don't know what they'll do defensively, but if Tua doesn't have like a good year, you now start looking around and going, man. Imagine if you had a quarterback to go with those two. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely the thing. And again, they drafted. 
Tua over Herbert, mm-hmm. so they got to sit in that one. And right. it's just what can you get out of Tua? Can Tua be the Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff type of quarterback where, yeah, he's not an all pro, but he does enough to kind of win in right. the playoffs and kind of move on, like those seasons when they when they did that in San Francisco and L.A. Or does he hold him back? Like how many times is there going to be a, a deep play design call and all of a sudden Tyreek Hill blows by the defense and then right. he has to turn around to try to make a play? Like I. I think there, it's a big swing season for for two. Or does he become two at Alabama? Or maybe he's that where, where you have where he's got all this talent around him, and similar to like Mac Jones, like yeah. when you start putting the best college football players around a guy, don't it make him look better? Sure does. And so maybe yeah. Yeah, you yeah. put all this talent around him, and now he goes, okay, let me just throw it a little bit early mm-hmm. because I know that I got a guy in Tyreek Hill, he's going to beat his guy, I'll let him go get it, then wait to try to mm-hmm. throw it deep downfield. So, Wiggs, uh, Keith and I have talked about how the Buffalo Bills have played a ton of zone. Yep. And I know for a period of time last year, it was an indictment that the Patriots played zone defense mm-hmm. because they didn't have a number one this or a number one that, but the Bills ran, how about this, against the, against the Rams? It was 38% cover two, 35% cover three, Two-man, 10% of the time, Mm -hmm. cover four, cover one, a combined about 15%. They only blitzed 2% of the time, did the Bills. Mm -hmm. To your point on the, will the Patriots be able to get to Tua Tagovailoa with four, and then a linebacker or maybe a safety there if he wiggles out of the pocket. So are we now getting to the point to where you're never not going to play man in a game? I Mm -hmm. would never say that. But that playing zone defense has become now more of the norm or some of the norm for teams because you're so worried about the slant and Mm. one guy misses a tackle and then it's 80 yards for a touchdown. It only works when you have guys that can go hunt. If you ain't got on the back end or no, the no, front up end? front, up front, okay. Yeah, so thank like you. the Bills were able to do it because look what Vaughn Miller has been able right. to create. Yeah. Like you need those hunters. Like well, Ed Oliver inside too. Like if if if, if, if Barmore yeah. if Barmore can have the Oliver like right, but Rich and need- I were talking about that if you have Judon and Barmore, can that be Miller and and Ed Oliver? But you need, relative to the Patriots, but team? you need that guy on the outside. Because if Barmore is a very talented player, mm-hmm. but unless he's Aaron Donald like or Chris Jones or Fletcher Cox, where okay, you can go get, you can go hunt, but when you got a guy like Vaughn Miller, because even the Ed Oliver thing, look at what he made Phillips look like. The other kid from uh, uh, Buffalo, the D lineman, I think he had two mm-hmm. or three sacks in that game. You now create issues, but you can Matt Judon become. That Vaughn Miller, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett type of pass rusher where you're like, yo, this dude is affecting the game and making everybody else's job easier. And he was for 10, 12 games. Right. Like, where, what do you guys think Judon's going to do this year? Because he went from defensive player of the year candidate to all right. pro to pro bowler to where is he? To like, COVID you, you lost him, COVID, yeah. and then just useless in the playoff game and the final couple of games of the regular season where they still had an opportunity to be the number one seed. He disappeared. Like he was sort of the face of the team falling apart right. at the end mm-hmm. because he was so good. And he's one of our Patriots Monday guests. And he even said in our first interview with him, his goal this season is to be in shape all season. Like his, like end the season the way he starts the season. So again, we won't know that answer whoa, for whoa, three whoa, or four whoa, months. Whoa, 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 whoa. What does that mean? 
What does that what mean? Like being he straight, to, that's what he said, right? So he, he so did. I'm paraphrasing, think it, I but he think wanted it, to Was be, there a little bit at the end of the season he was just maybe not doing what he's supposed to be doing to stay in shape? Well, well, I think well, there's I don't some know of that, but the 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 COVID thing can sort of get wore down. Yeah, COVID yeah. may have been a factor. Like, I don't think you a, want to use that as an excuse, no, but he admitted but that he you know wasn't what I'm saying? At, yeah. You know, when somebody says that and go, you know, I want to be in shape all yeah, then you start to go, wait a second. What'd you do? Yeah, what did you do? But he said he's talking to the trainers and he's and he's like aware of that. I was I, it was a pretty honest well, answer. Well, uh, he also turned thirty the middle of August, right? So there is the and, immediately got old. Well, it's <laughs> like oh, you know, it's like, well, from, that's the he thing. Went from twenty nine yeah. to thirty six, like, like no, like, but it's it, but for some guys, it's the I'm getting older. Learn how to take care of my body. Mm. He also has more money than he's ever had right. before too to be able to punt. I don't think he's Russell Wilson you, spending two million you a know, year, but you, you know what that also means too. There's a bigger thing you look into it. Like, I, like when you look, the one thing that I try to do when we talk to Bill is I try to really get those nuggets, those gold nuggets that are dug. Yeah. You know, they're real deep. You know, you go up, you see them shows where they go, you know, gold rush. You got to dig sure. deep oh, yeah. and listen for the big nuggets. Big gold rush guy. Gold rush. Yeah, big gold rush guy. When he says <laughs> that, when he says <laughs> that, then sometimes that means is that, hey, these other guys around me have to make my job easier. Because I'm taking on more of these double teams, so I, yeah. it's taking more of a toll on my body. That's why I was in the market for a guy like Von Miller. Can you? Uh, who's the guy on the other side of Matthew Judon a, that steps up? Or we've if, been hearing about Josh Uche for a while. Or is it the Balmore? What made Jennings? Von, what made Von Miller so good last year is the fact that he was able to play alongside Aaron Donald. Yeah. Right, so maybe that's what Matthew Judon's saying. Well, I know it won't be Anthony Jennings today. The Patriots inactives are out. Anthony Jennings is one of the players who is out. Bailey Zappi, Joshua Bledsoe, Sean Wade, okay, rookie Pierre Strong, Chasen Hines, and Sam Roberts, the D tackle. So those are these seven guys. So uh, as they were sort of alluding to as the season or the week was going on, Isaiah Wynn is in, mm-hmm. Ty Montgomery is in, uh, Jacoby Myers, Myers, who popped up on the injury right. report, he is in, but. Uh, Sean Wade, are we going to do this again? Last year, he was a healthy scratch all season long, Mm -hmm. and it looks like that might be the same case. So uh, no Jennings, though, because he was one guy that was getting a lot of love in the preseason as somebody who might be on the other side of of Matt Judon. But there you go. There's your week one. That's my point. So who makes Judon's job easier, right? And so that's those inside guys. It's got to be... and then yeah, that Marmar, takes gotcha. less of that takes less off of him, makes things easier. And so at the end of the season, maybe he he he's not worn down as much. But those inside guys, right? See, I also I think you need more of an outside guy because here's what I do: if I'm an offensive coordinator and my and that outside guy is eating like a Vaughn Miller. You know what I do? I just send the running back over there, put a little barbecue sauce on his ribs. I keep the tight end <laughs> over there to do the same thing, and I double the inside guys, right, with yeah. my centers and my guards. Who's the guy? And if it, you brought up Anthony Jennings, uh, Jennings, and we all talk, talked about Josh Uche, when you look at these elite edge rushers, that the ones that are really taken off, usually they have somebody on the other side of the edge where that running back or that tight end has to now go to. And so, who's that guy for Judon? Unless you have an Aaron Donald in the middle who is so disruptive. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think Bamo's not on that type of wavelength. Let me add a layer to this Judon thing. With a left-handed quarterback, are you flipping him to try to get Tua from the blind side, or do you want Tua seeing Matt Judon mm-hmm. and reacting to him every time he rushes? I want Matt Judon to go where he feels the most comfortable. 
if you feel like the uh, the most comfortable is like because you know yeah. that that used to be the thing years ago. Put your best pass rusher on the on quarterback's the blind side. Blind side. But nowadays, if he's better. Who cares? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But well, the left-handed quarterback, it forces you to pause because then you're like, oh, am I just going to line up Judon against Teron Armstead, who mm-hmm. is a All-Pro caliber player, mm-hmm. or do I want to keep him guessing a little bit as well and try to get my best right. pass rusher in a spot for a strip sack, you, things like that? You might want him to flip a little bit, but I think nowadays it's more about where the guy feels the most comfortable. Because I think it's either Joey or Nick Bosa. They line up on the left side. They're on the 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 they're. they're always opposite the right tackle the majority of the time. I think it's Nick Bosa, yeah. Because it's just where do you feel comfortable from? Because I don't care if the quarterback sees you. That's even better because if he's looking at you, he's not looking downfield. So I think it's more about what Judon wants. My biggest thing in this game is who's that guy that takes the pressure off of Matthew Judon because they're able to put some pressure on the other side. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, no, I understand. Who do you feel like that guy is? Well, I think that's why you saw both uh, the Raiders, who already had Max Crosby, get Mm -hmm. Chandler Jones, right? and why the Chargers, who already had Joey Bosa, get Khalil Mack. Like, they... Did that for a reason. And so, why yeah, I don't think go, they had that guy. In the why neighborhood. did they go after Vaughn Miller, the Pats, Khalil Mack? Like, I don't get why that. Why are you not doing that? Not a Super Bowl contender. So you think that's the reason why? Kind of. And they drafted a bunch of these guys, like Uche and Jennings, and well, I guess Perkins is hurt, but like they drafted a lot of second, and third round pass rushers slash linebackers. I think they want to see if any of them can do it. Because well, I think that's the. I don't even know if Miller would come here. And Bill's not going to spend on two outside guys. One he paid, paid in the Judon, one right now. yes. Right. He ain't gonna he's not gonna go by a le- It's like the, the Chargers having two twenty million dollar wide receivers. I bust keeps shops and we bust balls on the right. whole wide receiver thing all the time. But like even Rich, who's Mr. Wide Receiver, is like, I don't even need two twenty million dollar right. guys, you know? Not those two. Like, I don't, like they they seem to not be they, they, if you have fit. like Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill, sure. I'll give those guys the ball twenty. So million, then but- how big of a year then is for this for Judon? Because you guys so you say you talk to him all the time. Yeah. So does this year you say, okay, does Matthew Judon's name start to go in the conversation with the Boses, the Miles Garrett, is the Vaughn Millers, or yeah, is hope. he more of that like second tier where he's good, but he's not the guy that's going to change your defense? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a big year because he was trending like he was one right. of those guys. He was he had, changing the defense for 12 games last he year. He 12 and a half sacks yeah. right. with four games to go you and then the playoff game. And then so if he just gets one more, you're in the teens. That's right. sort of that's the next level, right? Double-digit sack sort of jumps off. And then if you're in the teens, and then nobody's asking to do T.J. Watt 20-plus no, no. sacks. Nobody's asking for but that. But he fell off the cliff. Oh, fell off the cliff. He was a non-factor. Right. He was he was not getting to the quarterback. It wasn't just sacks, right? right. That's an easy number to look at. But was he ever? Was he getting hits? Was he getting hurries? Uh, he wasn't holding up anything? against the run. Looked no, like he got lighter around. during the year. And again, did COVID yeah. tie into that or whatever? Maybe. But in terms of the Patriots' defense, mm-hmm. what about this group of safeties? Because one thing that we haven't talked about is, yes, there's the natural pass rush, mm-hmm. but then there's going to be occasionally the time that you're going to blitz and you have Duggar, you have Phillips, you have all these different guys that you can deploy differently at the safety spot. How does that tie into certain down and distances but how much combined they really, with the outside rush? How much do they really blitz 
Safeties. Phillips, yeah, Phillips and Duggar. I th- I feel like they. No, I think Duggar this year might be more active in the blitz game as he's kind of come along. And again, if they're going to play zone behind it, mm-hmm. there's got to be another guy. Like they're not just going to rush four every time. There are going to be times where they bring the fifth guy right. yeah. at Tua. The question is, where does that come from? Like, do they well, do they know he can't think? Do they hit him with a corner blitz, or is it more of those guys? Like I'm, I'm more thinking Wiggy from while they didn't do it. There's a group of guys mm-hmm. who might be able to do it at least to start the year. Or, or do they change their philosophy because they never, they're not really a big blitz team, anyways. No. You know, so do they now go? Okay, we now because we have three safeties on the field is one of those guys which are always trying to insert as whether it's an, an a, a run a run blitz to help against the run like or, they did against the Raiders where right. uh, what was it? Uh, Duggar had that big tackle around the yeah. goal line. Well, one guy we didn't mention yet, and I wonder if he could be your answer, Wiggy, to the other side of Judon is Dietrich Wise because he's had mm-hmm. he, he was one guy that at least kind of showed up in the preseason, right. and had some sacks, had some you know tackles for loss. So. I don't know. I wonder if he can put it together for a full year. And we'll does see. Judon make him better? Because yeah. now he's Maybe getting he's getting, doubled, he's so. getting the one on one. That that's the thing when you start to look at the teams that that are successful. And, and we looked at you know when you watch the the Baltimore game. Excuse not the Baltimore, but, but Buffalo and the Rams. Yeah. Like that's the thing you look at. What Buffalo's defensive line was so good at being able to do, and just the addition of a guy like Vaughn Miller. Who's what thirty two or thirty three years yeah, old? Right there. But the but the thing that they do so well, especially you know in all of football, not just the pros, but you should be doing in college football, is you rotate those guys. You get mm-hmm. you know you don't have those guys playing you know fifty sixty percent of the snaps. You let them get 35 percent, so they're constantly fresh. And look what Vaughn Miller was able to do to the identity of this now defense because of his ability to. And Rich brought this great point up. It ain't about sacks. It's about making that guy uncomfortable, it's moving off the spot. It's like making him step up. That's why I wonder about, do you go front side or back side in terms of Tua? Do you get him thinking ghosts and mm-hmm. run out? Or like yeah. that That was my thought on right. the whole, where do you move him around? Because you're right. It's not The, the sacks are cute. Mm-hmm. They're nice. It's good. It's a good metric. It's really about pressure and, like you right. said, getting that quarterback jumpy in the pocket. And I want my guy, whoever's hunting, I want him to be as comfortable as it is. It's after, if that's on the backside, then, hey, guess what? I'll put you on the backside. Every now and then I want you to be on the front side just so they can't mm-hmm. key on you. But if you feel more comfortable on the right side of the defensive line, go then go there. But if you, like I said, if there are guys, I think it's Nick Bosa who loves being on the left side of the D-line, then, hey, go there. I want you because, to me, the – the most important position on the field, obviously, is the quarterback. Then I think the next most important position is either that defensive lineman, that three technique, I'm talking about the Aaron Donald, or that guy who's coming off the edge. That's why the money is what it is. Because if you have one of those guys, you could see how those guys change and 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 they make your defense completely different versus if you don't have that. Uh, One of the things that will be interesting to see is how the Patriots do against the Dolphins run game, which only accounted for 3.6 yards per carry last year and didn't even hit 1,600 yards as a team. Will that be different under Mike McDaniel? Among the many things to watch today for the Patriots defense, and of course, a part of NFL Sunday, brought to you by Cars for Kids, the easy way to donate your car. Donate today. Your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or one eight seven seven. Cars for kids. We will hand it off to Red Sox pregame coming up at 12.05 right here. Coming up on the Shaw's and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. 
But we always want to try to help you make some money, and we will make some picks next on NFL Sunday. Oh, we're going to help you try to win, 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 win. We do it uh, all the time, I know, on Gresham Keefe. I know, uh, what is it called? Feeding the shime or fattening up the shime? What is it called? Slapping the shime? On our show? Yeah, what do you got? Hammer the shime. Hammer the shime. There you go. Uh, and, of course, NFL Sunday brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. So uh, no Fourier, obviously, this year, but we're still going to keep the same basic theory when it comes to us making our picks. We will do the Patriots. We will mix in Tom Brady mm-hmm. and uh, and then maybe a game of the day. In Tom Brady's last season. And, well, there we go. It's Thank his farewell you. tour. I was just going to get to that. Yeah. I know the, uh, what was it, like Rap Sheet and yeah. the New York Post, and everybody's picking it up. This is Tom Brady's last year because Giselle is mad at him. Keith, are you buying that? Uh, no. No, I mean, the Tom Brady soap opera, people forget the guy retired. He right. retired this year right. for 40 days, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, I believe it was. 40 days and 40 nights, Tom Brady retired, and then he came back, <laughs> and there's all these rumors that seem to be very true about him maybe playing for and being a part owner of the Dolphins. I was locked in on that, and he's now I don't still, know what to think. He's still great. Right. He was runner-up in the MVP last year. He's one of the five best quarterbacks in football still this year and what I assume is going to be a really good team. So, right. no, I'm not buying any of that. Until, he, until literally we see a week one where he's not right. a part of it, I'm going to think he's going to And if forever. he's having issues because of playing that potentially could be affecting his marriage, yeah. he's going to play this year. So those issues ain't going anywhere. Or they go somewhere to the point where he's like, I guess I'm free to play forever. Right. And and I think I'll <laughs> right? like, And that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. it, Ultimately, they will. I, if they do go their separate ways, him and Giselle, he's playing. He's playing so, five so, more years. So right. now he's single. He and will he be go the, with, the owner of the Dolphins. Yeah. There. Oh yeah, because so this season, like to Wiggy's point, if they're having a back and forth, and we know Giselle's wanted him to retire for like ten years, right. it feels like, and she lost that argument again this year. It's not like it's going to be over in a couple of weeks. It's not like he can take eleven days off like he did in camp during <laughs> the season. He's playing at least through January and right. maybe even February right. if Tampa go, if things go well. That's true. That's four more months of him. They've being already on football. They've already made the decision. Once he Probably. decided to come back and he's the, deciding to still continue to play, you His know, one true love, the NFL. Yeah, well, it was there before her, and he's like, listen, you yeah. know what? Let me just enjoy it because I only got three, four more years left, and then after that, I'll be, yeah. you know, I won't even be fifty. What am I gonna do? Maybe, maybe they'll uh, go their separate ways. He'll play five more years. Oh, yeah. He'll be the first guy to play to fifty, and then he'll retire, and then they'll get back together. That that, that, that that's possible. Elizabeth Taylor was with uh, Richard Burton like three times, right? Yeah. No, I don't what know. a hell of a. <laughs> I think first she was with a bunch of guys. D- D- first Paul, of all, what a hell of a reference there. Right. The Elizabeth last Taylor, one that I would expect that you would have, uh, you would have rolled out. Well, she was famous before uh, other people became famous for being like, married who, like a hundred times. Right, like who did she date? Well, she dated Sinatra, Ted Williams. Like who? Who the hell is Elizabeth Taylor? She <laughs> had two different Richard Burton marriages. Right. Yeah, go through that in there. Right. She was married. Oh my God! You married the same. You married the same person twice. You got a. She was married to seven different people and one guy twice. So she had eight. Weddings, man. 
you know. No wonder why she was so rich at the end. Well, she liked the, I guess she liked being married. Well, they diversify her portfolio. Oh, very nice. Uh, Wiggs, as I told uh, Keith, Tom Brady can beat Father Time, but he can't beat an agon wife. Uh, no, that's why they, he might go his own way. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, some of our picks here. Let's start with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. As the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into Dallas as uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Cowboys, I didn't realize this until I saw the NBC promo during NASCAR on mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the, in the Brady era, he has never lost to the Cowboys. Where they're here in, in 22 years, Man. the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady, but it's Tom Brady minus two and a half. I'll lead the way on this one. I'm going to go Dallas. Give me home team points. I like Dallas. Tampa's got big O-line issues. They and do. And I, I like, can't get over it. I like a home dog, too. I like a home dog. Mm-hmm. I think especially in week one, mm-hmm. we, you know, you, you could see some of these teams, even good teams, kind of trip up a little bit. And maybe that's the case with the Bucs. They've had O-line issues. Their quarterback was gone for two weeks during camp. There's all kinds of stuff going around, flying around with him. So I think they have to uh, adjust a little bit. So, I'll take Dallas at home to at least cover in this one. Wiggy, Wiggy. what do you got? What was your first stat? That uh, Tom Brady has never <laughs> lost to Dallas. All right. Who coaches the Cowboys? Uh, uh, yeah, oh, that'd fair. be Mike McCarthy. That's, All right. a, that's not a good one for us. Give uh, me the Bucks. Yeah, okay. That's simple. <laughs> uh, let's go with the other game of the day, or at least one of the bigger games of the day, that uh, AFC West Showdown. Mm-hmm. I know Keith is very much all in on I love this co- division. 13, 14 yep. wins in the division uh-huh. for every team. It is the Los Angeles Chargers minus three and a half. Hosting the Vegas Raiders. Wigs lead the way on this one. I'm going Chargers. They're my team to make the Super Bowl this year. I have them as the Super Bowl favorite coming out of the AFC. I hate that half point, though. <laughs> Me like, too. Oh, it's the killer. If it was three, I like the Chargers it would feel a lot. easy. But... This is, and this is Justin Herbert. I believe this is his third year, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, and yeah. so you know what that means. Third year is when quarterbacks go to the owners and go, it's time for a new contract. And I think he's... <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I think you I mean let's look at uh Mr. Kyle Murray. I well, I haven't made the playoffs but I put up good numbers. That's so it. give me my money. I'm the face of your franchise and that team got better. You bring in we just talked about the the ability to make the opposing quarterback his life miserable. Well, when you got Joey Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack on the other and JC Jackson's over there and who's the safety that they got there? Derwin James. Derwin yeah, James. Derwin James. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah. By the way, no JC Jackson for a couple weeks for them. Right, he right, did right. end up having surgery. He won't be out there. Uh Keith, where you at? Uh, on the this Chargers. Tough, you know I love the Chargers. I, I got the Chargers winning the Super Bowl this year. I got Herbert being the MVP wow. in the whole thing. Great yeah, mind I'm, big, I'm, I'm with big, you. I'm big on the Chargers. I hate that half point though. I really do cuz we saw Josh McDaniels when he first went to Denver. There was a nice honeymoon phase there mm-hmm. where where he was Decent early, I think had it was a, six a and oh. something like that. Yeah, right. Was out, out of the shoot. I like Devonte Adams a lot. I think Derek Carr is also going to have a really good year. I, this one I wouldn't bet real money on because I could see this one going either way. I guess I'll go with with the Chargers to have a big start to the season. So give me the Chargers to to win and cover. Wow, you talked yeah, yourself talk, in and out. I, of it. I, I really did. I because I, 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 I like the Raiders this year too. I think they're going to be one of the wild card teams. But another one. Too, I'll yeah. take I'll take the Chargers in this one. I went with Vegas because of the hook. Sure. I can see high scoring game. If anything, the over under is more interesting to me. In fifty two, fifty two feels low. You think they get yeah, to 24 points. each? Points, points, points. And then more, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling points, points, points. All right, and then it is the Miami Dolphins. Now, this line has moved up and down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was Dolphins uh, It was Dolphins three minus half. three, then it went to yeah. three and a half. Now, at least in the local books, it's now down to Miami minus three. 
Uh, Keith, lead the way on this I'm one. I'm going with the Dolphins. I am. I know there's uh, reports that the last couple of practices have been good for the Patriots. I still have a lot of doubts about their offense. And even if there's a possession or two that looks good, I think overall in the game, uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, it's going to be too much. Plus, the Patriots have struggled against Miami even with Tom right. Brady. They've struggled down in Miami uh, all the, like for 20-plus years. So you add all that together, the weather, all that stuff, give me the Dolphins. Uh, winning and covering. I already wrote in Wiggy's answer, but go ahead and give it. I think the last time the Patriots beat the Dolphins, Cam Newton was that quarterback. <laughs> uh, yes, you are correct. I am going to go, like you said, last year Miami mm-hmm. beat them twice, yep. um, and Tua beat them both of those times. So I just, I have so much, there's so much unknown around this whole Patriots team, especially on the offensive side of the football, that you got to go with Miami on this one. It's just... Uh, I don't know what the Patriots are going to be offensively. Right. I think they're going to be a team that they'll be competitive, but I, I got to go with Miami. Yeah, it's dumping in Chicago By right the now. way, I take might... the under in the Niners-Chicago game. That weather looks oh, awful. I should, I should bench David Montgomery in fantasy, you might. right? Well, like, or uh... they're just going to not throw it and run it the well, whole time. Well, that's so what I'm worried, not. too. Maybe, yeah. maybe uh, we've only got about a minute left here on NFL Who Sunday before we hand it off. I'm going to England. I'm going to take the points. Hmm. I think it's one of these deals where – Everybody, well, there's two things. I think some of the offensive issues are overblown. I do believe in this defense, but it's also everybody's on Miami. Yeah, Everybody is on Miami, so it's the whole uh, zig and zag type deal. Uh, so I will uh, take the points with the uh, Patriots. It's good. We're all over the map for week one. It'll be right. a big mix Last bag. year was very much follow the leader and all that stuff. Now Tyreek Hill warming up with sunglasses on. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty it sunny out there. <laughs> it is real it sunny. Is. It's going to be real. It. It's yeah. going to be real sunny. It is going to be real hot. Soupy. And uh, Red Sox baseball comes your way in uh, mere moments. Pre-game begins at 12.05. And again, NFL Sunday brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D com for your free trial and of course our friends at cars for kids as well good job Ethan what's that dude's name in there it's Joe oh Joe, Joe killing it today Joe Joe you killed it today he, Joe screened, he screened David's call and then we blew it off Red Sox <laughs> baseball's next we'll see you on Monday 6 a.m. for the Greg Hill show where they talk to Bill Belichick we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.